You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Mariner's Pod. Thanks for being here once again. Welcome back. It's great to have you on the wrap-up of the 2020 season. This will not be the final podcast of 2020, but this will be, I guess, the season finale of the 2020 Mariners Pods. Uh, So first of all, thank you for being here all season long and for some of you, many of you, uh, multiple years. Uh, we're going to, oh man, we're closing in, I guess, on 700 episodes. And some of you have been there the whole time, which I find pretty amazing. So this episode, as we wrap things up, we're going to hear from Scott Service. Rick Riz sat down with Scott the final day of the season, get his thoughts on the season, his wrap up. We'll hear from Marco Gonzalez after his final start of the season, some of his thoughts. Uh, Evan White as well, Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with Evan to get his thoughts on the year. So all of that here on the final one. We will not hear from Jerry DePoto in this podcast, but I, if you have not checked out the final episode of The Wheelhouse, make sure to do that. It's really good. Aaron and I do a deep dive with Jerry about the season. It's like over an hour. I mean, it's a we look at a lot of different aspects, a lot of different players. So check that out. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's kind of a wrap to the whole season and, and Jerry's thoughts. It's always great. So uh, check that out. So again, I just want to repeat it. I, thank you so much for being part of this. I mean, this would be nothing without you. And I certainly appreciate it and all the feedback and all the interaction. It's what makes it so worth it during a baseball season, a very weird baseball season this year. And it's just the fact that as many people <laughs> listen to this as do, <laughs> it still just amazes me. So thank you. So here's the plan, I think. Uh, usually the podcast is pretty quiet in October, November, but this is what I'm asking from you. If you're interested, uh, I want you to program the podcast for the next couple of months. So Mariners pod at Mariners.com is the email. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter as well at Gary Hill jr. But I tell me what you would want to hear during this time, whether it's a full game for the past uh, it could be long past, recent past, whatever. Uh, I can dig that up and play that. If there's someone that I should sit down and chat with uh, interview of some sort, if you just want me and Aaron on talking about, I don't know, pick a subject. Uh, yeah. If you, if you want a subject podcast or an interview podcast or whatever, just you're going to program this thing for the next couple of months until yeah, you know, unless news comes up, things like that. But until we start getting into the new season in December and whatnot, I'm wide open with this thing. So I'm sending it to you to program uh, whatever you want. So email me. I'll do my best. I guess I can't promise everything, but I'll do my best to deliver on every request as we move through the next couple of months. Again, MarinersPod at Mariners.com and on Twitter at Gary Hill Jr. So that's the plan for the next couple of months. I've never really done this, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I trust you. I fully trust you to have good thoughts and ideas and, you know, that sort of thing. So let's have some fun the next couple of months as we 
awaits the 2021 season. And if you're like me, you're very excited about the 2021 season. So speaking of that, let's first start with Rick's conversation with Scott Service. What's the number one thing that stands out in your mind about this ball club this season? Well, it's, it's been an interesting year. There's no question about it. A lot of adversity. All teams have had to deal with, with the, the COVID protocols and everything else has gone on around the game. But really proud of our group. I uh, thought we'd take some major strides forward. Biggest thing that will stand out for me when I look back at the, the 2020 season is, number one, we were able to give a lot of players, a lot of young players, opportunity that they never had before. And we found out a lot about them. And the second thing is really all the players, not just the young guys, but our team got better. That was the focus coming into this season. Uh, you've often heard me say, it doesn't matter, just get better. Um, that's been the battle cry, and we've done it. Uh, we've done it because coming to the ballpark every day, that being the singular goal. Uh, and along the way, I really saw a shift in our team. About halfway through the season, we were getting better, um, and, and the shift really became into, you know, everybody felt like we went into the ballgame every night, and we're going to win it. Um, and that's that's a, another thing that a young team needs to learn is how to win ball games. And I think – Really, I know I'm really proud of how we played here the last 30, 40 games. Skip, in the middle of a global pandemic, the social unrest and uh, out of control wildfires that blanketed the Northwest with smoke, how in the world were you able to get through the season the way you did? Well, it's, 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 it's constant communication. It's having a, uh, a back and forth you know, with your players and you're building relationship and hopefully building trust. Um, to the point where you can have real conversations and, and talk about different things. And, you know, I've often mentioned this year was as much, you know, our players growing, I grew a ton and learning um, about them and about what's going on um, around them and in our country and, and the different things that are on our, all of our plates right now. So um, really a, a growing year for all of us. Um, excited about what I'm seeing moving forward on the field. Like I said, we've made some huge strides. I think we're starting to identify a core group of players that can be winning players uh, and help us ultimately get to where we want to go, and that's back into the postseason. Let's talk about on the field now. We watch this team grow, a young team get better and better and really come together as a group. You made it exciting midway through the season. Uh, Kyle Lewis leading the way. Uh, how special was Kyle Lewis this season, who I think should be the American League Rookie of the Year? It was pretty awesome to watch. Uh, I go back to the beginning of the year, and he, he came out on fire. We thought that might happen based on how he's swinging the bat at, at summer camp. But you never know. Once the game started, well, he came out just a blazing, and it was awesome to see. And I thought it took a little bit of pressure off of some of our other young players because he was so good, and the focus was on him. Um, I knew he wasn't going to hit 350 all year um, <laughs> and continue at the pace he was at, but it's been a great year for him. Really happy with what I was able to see out of him defensively. Um, much better in center field than even I anticipated. He took it very, very seriously. He loves being in center field and being in the middle of all the action out there and really took leadership uh, of our outfield play and did an awesome job there. So I say all that, and I, and I know he's tailed off here a little bit at the end, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think this will really fuel his fire throughout the offseason, knowing that there's still room for growth. There's things he's got to work on to get better and more consistent. So awesome year for Kyle. Uh, he is going to win Rookie of the Year in my mind for sure. I hope everybody else sees it that way, and he's, he should win it. Very deserving. Skip, down at AA Arkansas last year, you had eight All-Stars, and a number of those kids came up here and really contributed here at the big league level. What were some of the highlights for Justice Sheffield for you very quickly, Justin Dunn, and Evan White? 
Well, I think all of those guys had their moment um, or multiple moments uh, where they really, they came, they came up with the big hit or the big play or the big outing in, in Chef and Dunny's case uh, when you really needed it. But um, they're all at different points. They're, they're young in their career. I, I think, you know, looking at it, Chef probably gained the most confidence with his stuff and how he goes about doing it. I think uh, Justin Dunn had some outstanding outings that he's going to grow from and learn from, understanding he's still got plenty to work on. And, and where Evan is at, I think, you know, if you kind of wipe away Evan's first half of the season, I think the second half of the season has been much different. He, he's been able to, to get more into his game, calm down a little bit at the plate. Swing decisions have been better. But he understands he needs to make some adjustments, too, to get to the level we all know he can get to. So very good year for those guys, but a lot of growth yet to come. And they were led by some really savvy, gritty veterans. Marco Gonzalez gets to start this afternoon in the final game of the season. He's got to be in the Cy Young conversation with the year he's put together. And also Kyle Seeger. What can you tell us about how much Marco and Kyle meant to your ball club and the young players on this team? Yeah, you, you got to have leaders, you know, and, and veteran guys that are willing to take the torch. And, and they have to do it in their own way. You'll see some veteran leaders that are very outspoken, loud, um, and other guys who will kind of take guys off to the side one-on-one. -on -one. And I think that's how our group is more wired. Uh, Marco's done a great job of leading our pitching staff, certainly our starting pitching, and created a culture around that group where they're all out there every time they throw a side session. They're sharing ideas. They're, they're critiquing each other. So he's, he's been a big driver in creating that culture, along with Kendall Gravy. Uh, Gravy's been out there as well. You know, on the position player's side, um, Sieg's is not just led by example, but taking a lot of time pulling players off to the side, talking them how to work through situations, or maybe when they don't feel 100% physically, how do they need to grind through it? Because that's the only way you learn how to do it. Yeah. Very few guys feel 100% every day, and certainly Kyle doesn't. But he's figured out how to manage that throughout his career, and he's passing that information along to a lot of our young players. So very, very important stuff, invaluable for what they brought. Every day I looked at you, you always had a smile on your face. How much fun was it managing this team this year? I appreciate you noticing that, Riz. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's probably, I would say, the most enjoyable group that I've had and the fact that there's nothing that gives you more pleasure as a coach um, or somebody that mentors young people than to see them realize their potential yeah. and what can be. And when you see that look on their face, there's nothing more gratifying for me. So it's been a lot of fun. Starting to get emotional there, aren't you? <laughs> it's a good group. Skip, uh, your club gave us a taste of uh, playoff contention this season. It was fun to watch. What would you like to tell the fans about what to look forward to next spring, next year, and beyond? Well, the number one thing I'm hoping for is we get to see our fans face-to-face. -face. Yeah. And I do know they've been out there and watching the games and listening to you on the radio, and, and, and we feel the support, but it's not the same. I'm, I'm absolutely hoping and wishing that we get back to normalcy. We see fans in the stands and hear them and hear their support and, and appreciate the electricity they bring into T-Mobile ballpark. So, uh, you know, as far as the team is going, um, where we're headed, I don't want to put any expectations on this group, but in my heart, and I know in that clubhouse, they really feel next year when we sit at the end of the year, um, we should be right where we need to be, uh, fighting for a postseason bid, um, taking the next step as an organization on where we need to go. And I couldn't be any more excited about the growth of our young players and what our veterans have brought. And, just the whole package of what we have right now. We're doing the right things. We're focused on getting better. And if we get better than what we've done this year here for the last 30 games, we're going to be in a really good spot. It's going to be a lot of fun. Scott, in a year where I didn't even think the season was even going to get off the ground, 
but you did. You gave us a little magic carpet right there. You gave us hope for a bright future. On behalf of the fans, I want to thank you and all your coaches for making this such an enjoyable and entertaining season, and I can't wait for spring training in 2021. Fantastic job this year, buddy. Good luck this afternoon. Thanks, Riz. I appreciate it. And as always, we, we do a lot of these pregame shows, and uh, you're a pro. Uh, always prepared. Always have a way to take the conversation and, and throw me the, the softball questions once in a while <laughs> when I need them. And uh, I certainly appreciate it. It's been a pleasure working with you again. It's been a lot of fun. Good luck today, buddy, to wrap it up. Thanks, Riz. Take care. And Marco Gonzalez had a truly, truly excellent season as the head of the Mariners rotation. After his start, his final start against Oakland on the final day of the season, here's what Marco had to say. It's always pretty bittersweet when a season ends. I mean, what are your thoughts here as you kind of get through with all this? Yeah, um, man, I wish we could have seen this team over 162 games. Um, you know, bittersweet for sure. Um, think we learned a lot about ourselves this year and really set up a, a good foundation to go into the offseason and into next year and I think the best thing that we can take from this is we've allowed guys to um, find who they are and be comfortable in a leadership position and go forward and grow and I think that that's invaluable for us right now. Marco uh, given what it was like on March 14th and then later in June I mean do you, are you surprised we made it through this season, 60 games, to play all 60 games, that, that it got done and that we were, people were able to kind of make it work? Yeah, uh, I'm surprised for, you know, a lot of reasons. Um, I think this year for all of us has thrown, you know, things our way we never could have expected, um, both on and off the field. And, you know, with, with COVID and everything, all the challenges that that presented, um, our group did a phenomenal job of just – hanging tough in there and, and just coming every day with a great attitude, a great energy. And we had some really tough protocols, some, some things that really changed routines. And, um, you know, we could have let that get us down and um, could have taken us down a bad path, but we didn't. Um, we had some good, good leadership. And I thought we really, really, um, you know, just stuck true to each other and became unified through that. Mark, I'm sure personally you would have loved to finish this off with the, with a win, maybe a look back, got to take a lot of pride in what, in what you've done this year. Um, your thoughts on this, this whole season. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, for how, for how different this year was, um, I am proud of the fact that I came in every start the same way, um, stuck to my consistent approach and, and, just put my head down and, and went to work. And um, I think the thing that I'm most proud of is the guys around me who just stepped up and followed that lead and, um, you know, found themselves and, and really grew into uh, big league pitchers and big league players. And talk about a couple of guys like Justin Dunn and Justice Sheffield and Yusei Kikuchi, his last start. I mean, guys that are just finding themselves and, and giving – know we've given them the confidence to go and be who they are and, and go and compete and uh, I'm really proud of that. Marco Scott mentioned this but it does feel different the end this year and maybe the anticipation of next year I know it was only 60 games but like you mentioned that having these guys play 162 it's got to feel like different I mean optimism it's kind of real optimism going into next year that may, you're going to have most of these guys back I mean it, it seems like it's just different than the past. 
Yeah, well, I, I certainly hope so. Um, I think we've done a great job of developing a, a team culture and a team identity, um, team that really, you know, goes to work and doesn't take days off, doesn't take at-bats, pitches off. Um, so I think that's critical. And, you know, we had a team meeting before the game today and a couple of us stood up and said a few words. And one of the things I preached is for our young guys, um, the guys who have been here for maybe a year, maybe just this year, um, to step up and really take ownership of their roles and, and um, to be accountable of, of how you represent yourself and, and represent our team. So that when we go forward, we know who we are and, and we can continue that. Locker room's always weird on the last day, or I don't know, weird isn't the right word, but you know, there's goodbyes and all these things. Uh, I can't imagine, we're not there this year, so I don't know what it's like. Is it, is it, is it different because of all the proto? I mean, you guys are obviously together, but it's, a, it's just a... Um, I think bizarre is is a good word. I think it's um, I don't know how different it is. You know, I think we've we've missed the fans a lot this year. Um, that certainly brings a, a dynamic to the game that you just can't replace. Um, even with you know pumped in crowd noise, you really can't replace that. And so um, it is it is a bizarre ending, but we do feel good about um, the effort that we put into our craft this year. And we really haven't taken a day off and um, we've really worked hard and I, I can, I can really stand behind that and, and be proud to say it. And one final time, Shannon Dreyer, this time with Evan White to wrap up the season. I think, you know, like you're saying, it's, it's a big jump for sure. Um, and uh, I think coming into it, you know, I felt like I was, I was prepared for it. I still think at the end of the day, you know, mentally, I, I felt like I had a good approach to the season. Um, again, trying to learn every single day and, you know, pitchers did a good job of, you know, attacking me and, um, really definitely showed me, you know, the ways I, you know, I need to improve upon going into the offseason. Um, you know, I really didn't feel like I was, you know, my best Evan White this year um, at the plate, you know, really at any point. Um, and I think, you know, to be able to have some success, you know, with, with my C swing, um, I think that's a positive and be able to, to battle out and stuff like that and, and uh, going forward. Uh, but there's definitely some adjustments that need to be made. Uh, like you said, it was, it was a big jump. And um, thank you for all the learning points this year and uh, definitely going to learn from it. You said success with your C swing. Explain. I mean, I, I really don't think from a mechanical side, I, I didn't feel like myself once this year. Um, and that's not making excuses. That's on me. I need to be better. I need to be able to make those adjustments quicker. Um, and, again, that's, that's just something I'm, I'm looking back on and realizing that um, I, I could have done a better job of making the adjustments quicker. Um, that's the reality of it, though. I can't, can't go back and change it. I can only learn from it and uh, improve upon it in the future. Yeah, you mentioned a few times just not feeling comfortable at the plate and positioning on top of everything else. It's tough when you've got a shorter time to get into it, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I'd definitely say so. Um, I definitely played into it, trying to try obviously you know, show the guys I can be trusted um, in the box and, and uh, be a reliable bat in the lineup. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I wasn't, wasn't able to do that a ton this year. Um, but, again, you've got to learn from it and uh, be better for it in the long run. Well, that's the big thing. You were able to see a lot. And what did you see in big league pitching, and, and what do you take from this season into how you get ready for next? Yeah, just the way, you know, the guys are, if they see something, they're going to continue to attack, attack it and, and try to expose it. Um, these guys are very smart. The pitchers are smart. The catchers are smart. Um, you know, obviously, the pitchers are going to execute their pitches more often at this level. And uh, so just really got to stick with my game plan. And I think one of the things, too, is being able to be better at filtering out information. Um, and that's something I look forward to. And I, I think that's gotten better as the season's gone along. Uh, but, again, that's something I, I need to improve upon as we uh, go forward. You found things that, hey, this is what works for me and this is what I can kind of like, kind of get away? Definitely. Because, um, again, coming to a different level and you know, having more information than I've ever had before, 
Um, it's definitely different. Obviously, you want to have a good impression on a play, you know, to the best of your ability um, right off the bat. And uh, I feel like I got consumed with some of the information. And, again, that's on me. I, I take responsibility for, you know, allowing myself to get into that mental state and, you know, thinking too much in the box. And, and you know, I feel like I have a good game plan going forward on adjusting that and being able to filter out the information. And I think that's still going to be a, a learning process um, as I go and continue to learn and get better. But, you know, as in this game, you're, you're always trying to learn. It doesn't matter, you know, how many years you've played it. You're always trying to learn and get better. And that's just kind of the way it is. Who did you try and get information? Not not that kind of information, but just practical information from. Who was kind of instrumental in kind of helping you through this season? Uh, Seager's been awesome. Uh, he, he's been incredible. He's been incredible. Um, you know, Kaylee from offensive side. I mean, we, he, we've both seen each other at our highest highs and our lowest lows. So, uh, from that standpoint, it's, it's been awesome uh, to, to continue to grow and obviously see the season he's had. Um, he, he's been incredible from, from beginning to end. And um, But, yeah, Seager and D, especially uh, from offensive side, a lot a lot of Seager and just having conversations, you know, obviously building that relationship off the field has been has been big for us. And, you know, he, he play, we play cards and stuff like that too. So, it's it's been cool for me and uh, continuing to grow from that side. Uh, but I think those, you know, three guys have played a big part of uh, allowing me to grow this year. Yeah, it seemed like Seager in particular, you guys might be fighting each other to sit next to him in the dugout sometimes. <laughs> Close by. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I'm not sure I would want to play cards with him, though. I would think that he would be very good at cards. You aren't lying. He, he's very good at cards. It's, it can be a little frustrating. He's good at talking trash, too, so it's, it's a tough combination sometimes. We know that. Some of your bigger moments, what was it like to, you know, hit a home run in Dodger Stadium or get that big home run against the Astros? Yeah, two two very exciting moments for me. Um, you know, playing at historic Dodger Stadium was was incredible and a, a dream come true. Especially you know watching those guys playing the World Series, what it feels like you know every year. Um, same with the Astros, you know, seeing them you know in the postseason year in year out. Um, especially you know facing McCullers and he's he had my number the entire season. Uh, but to be able to kind of could kind of put a good at bat together and um, and uh, be able to put a good swing on pitch uh, gave us a you know four run lead was was really exciting for me and, and the guys. So I was you know very thankful for those. Off the field, uh, you know, this group, it, it was hard for us not to be in the clubhouse, and we so wanted to be around you guys because we saw so much good and we saw you guys coming together. We knew a lot of you were together before you got there. But what what did it mean to you, and what kind of growth was there in terms of navigating a season of COVID and everything that came with it and learning a, about social justice and supporting your teammates, that as, aspect of this team, what did you see and what did you take from it? I really think that's, that's a really good question. First off, I really think it brought us, you know, a lot closer together and, and realizing, you know, you, we all come from different backgrounds. We all see different things and to be able to kind of just open our eyes to see what, you know, some guys have gone through what you know, what other family members have gone through, you know, really gives us, you know, a perspective on, you know, the real situations and real uh, issues that are out there. And I think, you know, the coolest thing for us is being able to come together and, and support one another and love on one another um, was, was really special this year. And uh, from the COVID side of things, obviously it's, you know, we've never had to experience anything like that um, as, as a unit uh, individually as well. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of tough, you know, when you, you go home and you can't really go out and, and separate the game, you know, from, from home sometimes. And that can be a challenge, but, um, you know, coming each and every day and, and having those guys that you've built relationships with, being able to talk outside of baseball was was big for us. And uh, like you said, it was just a really good uh, learning experience for us in so many different facets. You guys talked about it even before you got there, but you wanted to be kind of the base of this. You wanted to be the group that brought winning back to Seattle. One year in, and you can look around and know that most of those guys are going to be there. What does that give you going forward? You know, it gives us a lot of confidence. You know, I feel like, you know, not many people gave us, you know, any, you know, they didn't expect us to win this year at all. You know, kind of expect us to be towards the bottom and for us to be able to 
to push for a, a playoff spot, you know, this late in the year. Um, again, ultimately we came short of that, and that's, you know, uh, you know, frustration for us because we, we do want to win and we do want to succeed and bring that uh, championship back to Seattle. Uh, but I think we definitely took some steps in the right direction and uh, you know, definitely have something to build off of going forward. Lastly, give me the case for Kyle Lewis for Rookie of the Year. I mean, there, I'm not even sure if it's a debate. You know, I, th- I think the numbers speak for itself. Um, I, I feel like if you watch a single game this year, I feel like, you know, it's kind of a no-doubter. So, obviously, there have been a lot of great, you know, rookies this year. And Luis Roberts has been awesome for the, the White Sox. But I, I think Kyle um, should be able to run away with it. Well, Evan, it's been great watching you, too. I hope you have a last, uh, you know, get a lot out of these games. Usually you're going up against a good team. And then hope you have a wonderful, wonderful offseason. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the final edition of the 2020 season. And uh, I guess I'll talk to you soon. See you later!